Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Time to start the show. Have you heard? The Birds, the Word. Section 336. The next generation of Baltimore sports talk. With the Orioles Fan Fest right around the corner, what are the odds that the, actu- the Orioles actually do something relevant before Fan Fest hits? Rumor has it the Orioles PR department gave credentials to the three of us at Section 336. Will they regret it? Yesterday, the Patriots won again. But does anyone even care anymore about the Super Bowl? I'm Josh Soroka. I'm Bert Rohde. And I'm Matt Soroka. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Section 336.com Buckle up, birds. Be ready to ride. Your host, Matt Josh Soroka, ready to fly. Baltimore's best, Section 336, the number one sports broadcast, get your fix. What's the news? Let's talk about Buck, our favorite Orioles. What's the latest lineup? Home runs and stolen bases. This is a trip. Stay tuned in at 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Boys, we've got an exciting week ahead of us. Fan fest is gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I got I got one question about the intro. Yeah. Did Josh yeah. just say, does anybody care about the Super Bowl anymore? Yeah. <laughs> just because the care? Patriots are in it again? Do you guys care yeah, about so, Do you care yes. about the Super Bowl? Why? Absolutely. Why? It's, it's the fun. Eagles and the Patriots. It's the biggest sporting event of the year. It's the Super Bowl, Josh. Come on. It's it doesn't the, matter who's playing in it. What about the commercials? It's the. I mean, I'm gonna watch the Super Bowl, but it's the Eagles and the Patriots. It's, there's no drama. There's no storyline there. What's the exciting part? Uh, the exciting uh, Tom part, Brady. Tom Brady's gonna win a sixth Super Bowl ring. The exciting part is that a, the quarterback got hurt, and you put in a crappy quarterback, and somehow he started to play well in the playoffs and got you into the playoffs. The story. That's the storyline. The storyline is is uh, Wentz goes down and. Uh, What's his name? Nick Foles. Nick, Nick gets him yeah. to the Super Bowl. That's the only storyline. Well, from a bottom perspective, it, uh, there's a lot of there's several Ravens, former Ravens, who are on the the Eagles on the on the Eagles, and you also have a Maryland yeah. guy very with a lot of Maryland ties, Torrey Smith, who has a large role of the Eagles. So that's, I mean, if you didn't have a reason enough to root for the Eagles, I think we're all rooting for the Eagles because the Patriots. Mm-hmm. But even even aside from the Patriots. Right. There's a lot of reasons to like the Eagles if you're if you're the Ravens, a Ravens fan. And I didn't say I didn't care. I just asked the question. What's wrong with asking a question? You, <laughs> I'm guessing you guys forgot that we had to ask questions at the beginning of the show. What? No, we asked questions. Because I, yeah. I flipped the camera to Matt and he's just sitting there like, well, what am I going to say? 
I was just, I was a pregnant pause. See, that's he's good enough that he can wing it. What? See, Josh, that's what you think. Here's what happened last week. There's no pauses in the show anymore. We just talk until our heads fly off. Well, sometimes <laughs> in good podcasting, we can take just a natural pause, and that's and no one's gonna die. See? Like this. We're all, we're all here. I was seeing how long here. that pause could be. We're all still here. That can, that can happen. I just know that I had. Why, a, I was, why does there have? Why does there have to be a story for the Super Bowl to be good? There's got. There's no excitement to the Super Bowl this year. Josh really wanted a Vikings right, home game. All right, the, the, the truth is, I was yeah. going to make a comment about Orioles Fan Fest, and you both jumped in with Oriole questions, so I needed something on the fly to come up with real quick. <laughs> yeah. And the best I, you could come up with was, does anyone? Does care? anybody care about the Super Bowl? Yeah, because because <laughs> the, the matchup I don't care about. Did you see? Well, I all right. The I don't care reference came from, or the does anyone care? Is because I was trying to make a Belichick statement because did you see him get the AFC championship? Yeah, he could care less. He could care less. But I was worried about screwing up the name Belichick, so I changed it to does anyone <laughs> care? Because he, they handed him that, that trophy, and he was just like, looked like, what am I going to do with this, this, and handed it off? Why do I want this? I'm intrigued to see. Like, I, I can virtually guarantee the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl again. And I'm just interested to going see on a, if the – real limb there, Bert. <laughs> yeah, if the uh, if the Eagles can put up a good fight, and I would even like to see the Eagles, you know, come out strong and get like what something like a twenty eight to three lead, <laughs> you know, just to see if the Patriots can come back. Because it doesn't matter how good the Eagles play, no lead is safe unless there's like five minutes left in the game and you're up twenty eight to three. Then yeah, you does... can probably sit back a little bit. But guys, Brady did that with stitches, with twelve stitches in his hand. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how good the other defense is, too, because you can talk all day about how the Eagles' defense is good. We were saying that about the Jaguars. It doesn't matter sure. how good the other defense right. is. Pick it doesn't matter what the score is. Uh, Patriots will win in the end, and we'll all be miserable for it. Yeah. Awesome. D- defenses wear out. They get tired, and that's clear. Sure, definitely Jag- what happened. Jaguars, ha- Jaguars had the lead that entire game until the last five minutes of the game. The Patriots took the lead, and then that's it. Game's over. Forget it. Yeah, and it's yeah. like you saw it coming a mile away, right? Like No yeah. one was surprised at that result. Not at all. Right. Not at all. Stupid. All right, fan It didn't fans. fit in with uh, Drew, Drew Forster predicted it was going to be like 70 to 10, but still. <laughs> Are you sure he wasn't talking about the Vikings-Eagles game? Yeah, no kidding. I, did, I don't know. I don't know what Drew said last week. I kind of keep up. Matt's brain doesn't work there, fast <laughs> enough for Drew. There was a moment. There was a moment last week we had Drew Forster on, and we appreciate coming in the studio. We all like Drew. There was a moment in that podcast yesterday uh, I mean, uh, last week, around 50 minutes and three seconds. You can go back and check it out. 50 minutes and three seconds where I realized I was no longer the host of Section 336. I really <laughs> was just a backseat driver and Drew Forrester. It was his show uh, at 50 minutes and three seconds. He totally just took the show over completely. So props to him. Glenn, props to him. Glenn sent me an email that one of his listeners wrote into him and said, you're, you're starting now with. Drew on after hearing Drew on three thirty six and on your show each week, Drew is slowly turning into Rick from Reisterstown, and he'll start calling in the radio <laughs> shows soon. Yeah, I feel like he bullied me on my own podcast. I got I, I was having flashbacks to middle school when I was stuffed in lockers. I feel like he somebody didn't me tell the podcast locker. Somebody didn't tell him that section three thirty six is a safe space. 
<laughs> that's that's right. He was turning me into a bit of a strawberry. I was in the corner pouting <laughs> while, while he was talking. Are He's, you this week's strawberry of the week, Matt? <laughs> I, I, I might have been. I pouted in the corner last week while, while Drew took over. After 50 minutes and three seconds, I think I said 10 words the rest of the show. Well, that, that was about when Drew changed and just cared about the Maryland game while you were going through your strawberry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, that happened at the end. Yeah. We had two different podcasts going at the same time. That was fascinating. That was fascinating. Two completely different shows. Unbelievable. So big week. Big weekend coming up. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. The, the Orioles are forced to at least talk into a microphone, if not do anything else. Yeah. It's, yeah. I have some thoughts on Fan Fest. All right. So Especially this year. Uh, Bert, scale of 1 to 10, How? what is your fan – I guess uh, – 10 being uh, how you thought about FanFest maybe after the 2012 season. Uh, I don't know. Or 2014 season. I don't know what your height of FanFestum is. Or, or, or one being uh, 2002 FanFest. Some just generic FanFest in the dark uh, years. My, I would go with the 1996 FanFest is my favorite. Actually, maybe it was 95. <laughs> the one after the strike where they were really desperate to get Oriole fans back in. Yeah. That, that was my favorite FanFest. All right, that's your time. Uh, All right. Last year, 2017, uh, was the first one I had gone to in years and years. Um, and to be honest, I was unimpressed. Uh, it was way too crowded. And I, I, I fully anticipate this is what it's going to be like on Saturday. And it probably has been like this for many, many years. I just haven't gone. But it's just catering to the super nerd Oriole fans uh, who don't mind standing in line to get four players autographs, one of which is the only one you care about. Like I'll stand in line for uh, Caleb Joseph, Tim Beckham and Mike Wright. So that I can get Adam Jones's autograph, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and I didn't even do any of that. I, I got in there real early last year, got to do a couple little things while the lines were short. And, but after like an hour or two, all the lines were way too long to do anything that was of any interest. Um, I don't know. I, it, the only thing for me that it does is it, it gets you like a, just a small taste of baseball and Orioles baseball and being in the same room with uh, baseball people. Even if I'm not, I don't care about the Dan Duquette conference or getting autographs or anything like that. All right. There's, there's three ways to approach FanFest. And I feel like after going the past couple of years and watching how the Orioles do things. I still don't like the way they do fan fest, but I think there's three ways that you can go. You can go as you take your kids and you let the kids do all the kids stuff and the kids can have a great time with the balloons and the face painting and they can get in line for the kids autographs and you will not you will only see kids stuff. You do the kid 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 stuff and you can go that route. And that's fine if you have kids. The other route you can do is you can go there and you can spend all day waiting in line with the autograph vouchers. And uh, the problem is, you, if you can do those things, you miss the third route, which is you can go and sit in the chairs at the main stage, which I don't understand why they don't broadcast that, what goes on at that stage throughout the entire convention center. But you can sit at the main stage and see the little interviews with Dan Duquette and Buck Showalter, and uh, they brought up pitchers and catchers last year. Alex Murphy was on stage for a while talking about receiving and you can do that. And I think there's, I think that's the interest. And that's like the old man. That's any of the old men that you see at FanFest, they're all sitting in those seats watching those interviews. So I feel like there's three different parts to FanFest. The problem is they blur it all together into this just mess of humanity. 
Yeah, and I—I I mean, we're going this year, and I'm excited about it. But I—I'm kind of with with both you guys on this. There's, it's kind of like all my least favorite things put together. I mean, it's people. It's it's <laughs> a lot of it's people, and I'm not a big people guy. Uh, all in like a confined space where you can't even move. There's a lot of lines. Lines are like one of my least favorite things right. in the world. Yeah. I hate it's lines. It's worse. It's worse than Disney World because there's no fast pass. Yeah, like even to get in the building at the <laughs> opening, it's it's ridiculous. And then uh, yeah. the, you got merchandise that's overpriced because all merchandise is overpriced. And then they even say like, here's a Larry Bigby jersey on sale for only $100. Right. Like, no, that's still, I'm not paying $100 for a Larry <laughs> Bigby jersey. Don't worry. If you want to waste your entire day, you can go upstairs and wait in, a li- in like a three-hour line to get free giveaway crap that they have left over from the past yeah. season. Yeah, and- there were people I, in line forever for the emoji T-shirt. Right. Yeah, that's, that's Why? Why? Because people want free. People, people are insane about giveaways. Stuff that will be dumped in the bottom of their dresser drawer and not come out for it for ten years until they give it away to Goodwill. But they'll stand in line for it for five hours. That's I. I hate that stuff. And so and and kids too. Can I say why is everything directed towards kids? Kids, 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 kids. Are kids paying? Big money to go to Oriole games or big kids paying all this money. Right. No, kids aren't paying. Adults are paying it. So why do we, why do we pander to all these kids? I have no idea right. what these events. I want to set up. I want to have the wiffle ball corner set up for adults. Seriously, <laughs> I do. That would be fun. fun. A little. We, we need to have a three three six wiffle ball home run derby. The have all the listeners out and have some fun. Yes, twenty year olds and thirty year olds, and in some cases forty year olds want to have fun too. It's all to, yeah. to five-year-olds and 80-year-olds. Right. What about us? Well, I think the answer to us is that, like, senior camp down in Florida where you pay $5,000 yeah. and get to go pretend you're an Oriole. No, that's the 50, 60-year-olds and 70-year-olds. Okay. What about the average 30-year-old, 34-year-old? Um, the, what about the radio show that they do at, at Dempsey's? Do they still do that? Yeah, I think they did it this week, the hot stove or whatever they yeah, call Yeah, is that still at Dempsey's? I know Buck made some uh, – some interesting comments this week on the hot stove show. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know, but you're right. It is. It's completely kids. It is. It's kids focused. Unless you go and you sit in that old man area watching the main stage. That's But, that's but I got, I got some problems with that main stage because none of those guys up on that stage are going to tell you anything that you haven't heard before. It's yes. going to be a bunch of coach talk, player speak. Uh, nobody's, Nobody is going to ask Dan Duquette the tough questions, and even if somebody manages a tough question, you're not going to get a straight answer from that tough question. So why waste your time? I yep. I always make the same comment about Fan Fest. It should be more focused on the fans, and it's not. <laughs> yeah, and we'll, and we'll get into Buck Showalter's comments in a minute. But yeah, Bert's right. I mean, there, uh, Buck Showalter just went a 105.7, and so. You you think he's gonna say anything new that he didn't say then? Right. At, at fan right. He's gonna he's it? gonna answer your question more honestly than he answered Rock's. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. He's he's holding something out just for you to ask your little special question. Did you go to Fan Fest last year, Matt? No, no. I and if if, if we weren't going on Section Fifty Six <laughs> business, I want to go this year. <laughs> so is it, okay, so you're only going because we got press passes. Yeah, yeah. I want no part of the lines and the and the autograph. I don't do autographs and. And I'm not I'm not five years old, I, so I don't know why I would yeah. go. And I don't have a hundred dollars to buy a Larry Bigby jersey, so I'll get real and say, yeah, I I probably would not go this year if it wasn't for the press credential. And even with that being said, that's only because with the credential we get in early while people are still lined up half a block down the convention center driveway. I've waited in that line. 
past me too years. it's cold it's always cold on, it's on, very cold windy because uh, i go i went the past two years and i went because i took the girls and come on i've got i've got three girls and i am desperate for one of them to fall in love with the orioles i just want someone <laughs> i can take to Orioles games so i'm trying and i try every year to get them excited i asked them this year i said this year you guys don't have to go if you don't want to but i'm not gonna but you know but you can go if you want to and they all said no didn't last so, year someone get ill at at FanFest? Uh, yeah, that, that well, was two years ago. See, oh, okay. yeah, that was two years ago. Um, I don't know. I've always had this anxiety thing with like crowds and 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 uh, close spaces and everything. And Emma has That's seemed to get that as well. So that affects her in getting sick. Where I have at least learned how to deal with it as an adult. Emma's going well, through periods where I would pass out on field trips and stuff when I was a kid. Well, it might be that, and also, if you hear Dan Duquette talk over and over again about nothingness, it makes me feel a little bit ill as well, just hearing Dan Duquette talk. <laughs> right, right. So I totally get yeah. getting ill. You last year, I took I took Albie last year when uh, he was still two years old, and but it was, we did, you know, the, the, the batting cage, the wiffle ball toss, get his picture with the Oriole bird, uh, got a couple freebie giveaways, got his picture next to the giant MTA bus. And that was about it, and then we were ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Here's a uh, Brooke got her went and enjoyed getting her face painted, and then she went and got her her ball autographed by Joey Rickert. Her her favorite Oriole, Joey Rickert. Yeah, her favorite Oriole. You can tell in her face that she had no clue why she was doing it, but she was doing it for me. <laughs> Daddy, is that the guy from the Royal Farms commercials? <laughs> hey, you act like kids today know what commercials are. <laughs> I mean, what's the deal with the Larry Bigby jersey anyway? I mean, they feel like if you wear it one time, like it's used. So if the guy wears it one time, they can charge double for it. That's like one of the only things yeah. in life where if it's used, it costs more. Why would I pay more they for had, a used jersey? I think I, we talked about this last year on our FanFest recap show. But there were <laughs> okay, racks probably. and racks of uh, of bat, used batting practice bats that were still all nasty and sticky with pine tar for like 200 bucks. Like yeah. here's a here's a batting practice bat that Matt Weeders used. Two hundred. Yeah. Who wants it? I don't use batting gloves. All the used stuff. Like it's it's you and I'm not even talking about autograph. Like if you're into autographs, I get it. But just used. And he, so every time someone comes over, you have to look at a case of just a pair of batting gloves. You gotta say, hey, those were once worn by mm-hmm. Larry Bigby. <laughs> <laughs> He's your go to. <laughs> for the record, fine. Jeffrey Hammonds once wore those batting gloves, David Lowe once wore those, so but you had to point it out to everybody. I I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Hey, I've got an oh, Adam Jones batting glove. You do? I do. Is that in studio? Uh, yeah, but it's it's out of reach unless I walk away. I what got one thing... evidence. Do you have that's from Adam Jones? Can I ask? It's inside of a signed Adam Jones cleat. Oh, it's signed. The the cleat. It is was signed. a package package deal. Shoe and oh, cleat. hold on, not Adam Jones. Why did I say Adam Jones? I don't think it's Adam Jones. Matt Weeders? It's Guthrie. It's Guthrie. That's oh, it. that's right. Jeremy Guthrie. Yeah, because the batting glove makes no sense. Well, I'll tell picture. you what, Josh. I'll throw in my jock strap and put it in there, and you can say it belongs to Jeremy Guthrie as well because no one knows the difference. <laughs> we should each autograph a jock strap and hang it in the Section 336 studio. <laughs> I think that'd be a good look. <laughs> one thing from FanFest that I will intend on doing this Saturday that I legitimately enjoyed, but it was the last thing we did 
the last part, your ticket includes uh, going into the clubhouse in the locker room uh, over at Camden Yards. And I did enjoy that because I'd never been in there before. I've done the ballpark tour at Camden Yards a few times, but they don't let you in the team clubhouse or in the, the home team dugout. So that part was cool, and I I will probably do that part again, especially if I take Albert. Yeah, no, that's cool, and that's what I like. That's what I remember so much about that strike year is they had they had fan fest inside of Camden Yards, mm-hmm. and uh, because it was in Camden Yards, they opened up more of that, and you could go into your seats and stuff. And I think they still have a little bit of that with with it, but I, it doesn't have the same feel at the convention center. Of course, yeah, it's, I- it's climate controlled. Yeah, I will say the one thing, and I, I get people's excitement for Fan Fest. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know, squelch their passion here. And it's exciting because this is the one kind of moment in the middle of winter when you can get excited about Orioles baseball. And it is cool. How you, you, we run into people that we see at the stadium. We run into other podcasters. You'll run sure. into people that you know just around Orioles baseball. And so that part's kind of cool. That's that's the best part, probably, is going and seeing friends. Yeah. I got a or question. Enemy, or uh, enemies in the case of uh, uh, Scott and Jake. Scott and... <laughs> the enemies, too. Are they frenemies or enemies? I don't know. They might Just be straight your friends, up, but they're straight up my Straight enemies. up enemies. Yeah. <laughs> Josh said we have to be professional. Do, do we have to not dress like fanboys? Uh, I'm not sure. I assume not. You got you got to wear your uh, Bud Norris shirt underneath of your your polo. Oh, imagine if Bud Norris was like the big announcement. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to go there. We'll just we'll just leave that out there. If that was the big announcement, Dan Duquette would get booed off the stage. <laughs> Matt, you want to do a little over under on FanFest? We're on yeah. the topic of FanFest. Yeah. All right. Hey, you want to look at some comments in the chat room first? Sure. Go ahead. Um, uh, a couple of things. I just someone uh, Dave said you're a strawberry Bert. I don't know exactly what Me? that's in reference to, but I'm just going to let that. It was something when you talk. I think about the the, the Patriots and back to our beginning with the football talk. But oh, you were called yeah, a strawberry, so we fine. were all okay. Uh, Bonnie says no kids aren't paying. Driving home my point: kids are are pointless. They don't pay. Why would do we get, let them do cool things? I don't know. Understand that? Why we cater to these <laughs> kids? Uh, blows my mind. Jimmy says, I think we need to start a collection to get $100 from Matt's Larry Bigby jersey. No, don't waste $100 on a Larry Bigby. <laughs> Raise the $100 and go buy a bunch of Big Macs at McDonald's or something. Don't waste on a Larry Bigby jersey. Though he does That's like when somebody, play- somebody buys you an expensive gift that you didn't really want in the first place. It's like, yeah. why did yeah. you waste your money? Yeah, I have to be grateful. And I know this is the thought is all that counts, but why? Uh, but Jimmy also posed, I think, a good question. Would you rather have a Larry Bigby or Jay Gibbons jersey? I'm definitely going with the Larry Bigby jersey just because I feel like the arms for the Jay Gibbons worn jersey would be so stretched out, the bicep area for a Jay Gibbons jersey, that it would no longer be wearable because it would be so stretched stretched out. That's a Jay Gibbons friend of the show, Jay Gibbons. Yeah, yeah, he's been on the show. Also, uh, <laughs> starring actor, uh, Jay Gibbons. That's right. You know, I went and uh, while you were reading the chat things, I grabbed the, the batten glove. And I believe I got this from that O's Bird's Nest thing. I won some contest, but I have no clue whose batting glove it is. It doesn't, See, this is what I'm talking about. It doesn't say Orioles. It doesn't is say. Is it game worn? It's game worn, yes. Yeah, it's, it's a used black and orange Nike uh, batting glove. And it is size double XL. Okay. I bet you know what you can do. Josh, get your hand, get your hand out of there. 
We can do some DNA testing. <laughs> get out of there. We can find out. Check for any nail clippings or anything in there. Any type of uh, finger hair, knuckle hair. Uh, oh, we can do some some testing on. I didn't know that I've got double XL hands. It fits me pretty good. Maybe I'll pull this uh, out next time I play softball at that media game in a few months. You, Josh, you do you know what you need to do? You need to take that to Fan Fest and put it on every player until you find oh, the it's, matching it's, hand. It's, it's, it's the Cinderella story. <laughs> yeah, that's what you need to do. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I'll have to try to figure, I'll have to try to see if I've got uh, some way to know who that is. But here's my uh, here is my Jeremy Guthrie autographed cleat, and I know that's his because it's got his signature and says to Josh on it. You could uh, you should take that to Fan Fest and try and trade up, get something better. I was thinking I'd wear this cleat and this glove and see what's there. Find yeah, a, I saw in the chat room uh, Jacob Rock said at least it's not Marlins or Pirates Fan Fest. Could you like? Oh, why would you even attend a fan fest where that ownership is just selling off everything? Only to protest, right? <laughs> yeah, you, I, I, you have yeah. to protest. But then I see like the Nationals and their fan fest is like in partnership with uh, 106.7, the radio station they have. So they make it a big event, and the radio station does a bunch of stuff and everything. It's just it's a big. It looks like it's a bigger deal for the Nationals. So you think well, the Orioles should partner with 336? I think well. No, I <laughs> think I think the Orioles. That's what people would say walking in the building. Right. <laughs> no, but I have told the Orioles, and they've asked me like, how can they work with bloggers and stuff better? And they've asked for feedback and all as they're trying to figure out this new media. And I told them that Fan Fest, they should welcome guys like us into Fan Fest and like support. Let all these any fan podcasts and blogs like give them a place at fan fest and encourage this because it's about the fans bro yeah now be be picky because there's a whole lot of crap out there but uh <laughs> but there's a lot of good sites like are you us. gonna add someone josh you're gonna you're gonna say names or just throw shade uh they know who they are they know who they are <laughs> any any podcast who hasn't hit the number 100 yet i'm gonna put it out there as crap okay <laughs> Josh, I'm not, I'm not even sure who that is. View. How do you respond? No, Bird's Eye View is well past 100. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And we're so well past 100. So they're taking their first step by giving credentials to guys like us. And uh, so now it's on us to uh, to uh, step I, up. Yeah. I hope so. I'm not so. sure when they're uh, uh, I hope so. I hope they here. didn't take the, the feedback and give us credentials and then give anyone who's doing a show in his mom's basement a, a credential as well. Yeah, yeah, we feel less special. Like I hope we're it's not, not doing a show in our mom's basement. We're doing a show in Josh's basement. Right. Exactly. I'm in my own basement right I, now. I paid for this studio myself. It wasn't <laughs> right. a Christmas present, um, right? Like I, I hope that it were the weird ones, and then it's like rock and schmuck and uh, um, Connolly and uh, Dubrov. Like I hope us our, three our, are the, our boy, Rich Dubrov. Right. I hope Eduardo. Right. I hope we're the ones getting the weird looks. Not John like, Mioli. not that we look professional, and then there's this, then there's these high school kids, uh, with little iPhones trying to record. Yeah. Ooh, that, ooh. Yeah. Can I wear the big orange foam cowboy hat? <laughs> uh, no, but the Frederick Keys have already requested that you wear it this year for the media softball game in. I April, have to. I think that is. So I have a. I really. I have got, a, I'm the zany one. Really got an email this week that that said, "P.S. Bring the orange cap." Cowboy nice, hat. nice. All right, I got some over unders for over fan under. Fest. All right, let's do it. 
let, let let's get to some some positive ones first. Possible positive ones. Uh, sure. Fan, fan Fest is often an opportunity for people to uh, for the organization to make a major announcement to get fans excited. They often use Fan Fest mm-hmm. as that platform. Um, uh, the chances that we have a free agent signing that happens before or is announced at uh, FanFest, um, the odds, like how many, well, I'm not asking so, if there will be, uh, how many, how many players will be announced as having signed, how many free agent players will be signed and announced by at Saturday. FanFest? Yeah, by Saturday. Okay. I'm putting my over-under at a half. So if you go under, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be zero. If you go over, yes. there'll be one guy that they'll sign and announce. And this uh, minor league players' contracts do not count, right? No, we're talking about like a, a major league signing. Okay. Someone's going to be in the 25-man roster. All right, I will take the under. All right, you're gonna Me too. The, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take the over. I, even, I can even give you a name. History, history says okay. that they try really hard to sign someone before. Uh, yeah. Before then, I think it's going to be an over. I think uh, Chris Tillman. Next one. Oh, I think yeah. A, yeah if a, it's going to be what? anybody, that's going to be it. That's a good move. Um, which reminds me, I want to talk about Jared Dyson in a little bit after the over under. Okay, I talked about him two weeks ago. Now everyone's talking about him. I know. That's why I, I want to follow up. Um, all right, next one. If they don't do the free, if you guys put under for for free agent signing, you better do over for this one. Uh, odds that they announce an extension with the current player on the Orioles. Again, my over-under is at a half. Or I guess, again, how many players will they announce have signed an extension? We're talking about your scope, your Gossman. How many players will announce an extension over-under a half? I will take the under again. Is that your cat? Is your cat back? Yeah, the cat just ran right up to me. I'm taking the under, and yeah, unless you're counting arbitration. No, no, no. I'm talking about it like a multi-year extension. Yeah, so you're zero, saying they're zero. going to make no announcement for a free agent signing and no announcement for an extension of any of the players. I think There'll be nothing yeah. exciting announced. No, I think Danny no. Kett's going around shaking as many hands as he can now trying to get the flu so he doesn't have to stand in front of fans on Saturday. They're going to pay a lot of lip service. There's not going to be any major announcement. Oh, I think no one's going to happen. If they don't sign Chris Tillman, I expect a Jonathan Scopey uh, extension announcement. Or uh, how about Abaldo Jimenez resigning? We we and and they'll say it like this: We were real pleased with uh, the the way he finished out the 2017 season, and so uh, no, the 2016 season. So uh, we're hoping he can bring some of that magic back for a one year a one year deal to give him the chance. Some of that wild card magic. All right, right. uh, going on to attendance. Last year there was 15,000 people. I think four out of the last five years. There's been at least 15,000 people over under attendance at FanFest at 15,000. Hmm. That's kind of the average number the past few years. Yeah, it's tough because there's a lot of annoyed people and a lot of angry people. You're going to also get the people who go and say, well, I'm going to go see Manny for the last time. It's my (laughs) last chance to go see Manny. Uh, So you got those people. So I am going to say uh, 15,000. I'm going to say right. it's not the going game on. is over and under. Right, <laughs> right on exactly the dot. Exactly 15,000. Wow. I, uh, I'm going under. This is uh, a guy who bets on double zero on roulette. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going under. I'm going to say a slight decline. I think the, the haters will, will – I think there's more people who are upset with the Orioles than people who are excited that weren't excited last year. 
I was pulling up the weather right now because if it if the rain was in the forecast, it's definitely no under. Nobody wants to leave the house when it's raining on a Saturday. Uh, but the weather looks really good, uh, high of 52 degrees, so it might not even be cold getting in line wrapped around the convention center. But I'm going to side with Josh as well again. Uh, sounds like me and Josh are being very pessimistic going into this Saturday. I'm just saying, I tweeted out earlier this week, hey, if 336 gives away some early access FanFest tickets, does anyone care? And no one retweeted or commented or anything, so no one cares. <laughs> yeah, I, Actually, I, I think mean, there was one. I think Jacob my, saw it. My my logic was a little bit with, with Bert on this one. The first thing I did is I pulled up, and I got a high for 54, and just as per- importantly, a low of 47. So it's going to be a beautiful day. It's going to be nice uh-huh. even in the morning. Yeah. So I, I'm going to go over just because the weather's going to be nice. I think a lot of people are going to wake up and say, hey, let's get out of the house. Let, let's do something. FanFest is something. There's not a whole lot going on nah, this time see, of year. But see, you're, nice weather. you're going the wrong way. FanFest is indoors. It's going to be, hey, this is a beautiful day. Let's go out to a park. Let's go down to one who, of the museums. Who goes to the park anymore? All, all the museums were closed last weekend. Let's go down to a museum. Oh, yeah, yeah but, but you'll be back. downtown. The the walk over to Camden Yards for the uh, ballpark tour is part of the deal. And unless they change that, anybody heard that? That's what it was last year. I'm hoping it's still the same. You know, I've seen nothing about FanFest this year. Yeah, I don't know. I, if they don't have that this year, I'm going to be pissed. Uh, but you're also downtown. If it really is a nice day, your day doesn't have to end with FanFest. Go downtown to the Inner Harbor. Take out, uh, Check out Harbor Place. Go to, uh, you know... Uh, I don't know. I haven't been down. Bubba Gump Shrimp. Is that still down there? <laughs> I don't think so. I think I don't know. Uh, let's is, see. is the Hooter still down there? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm trying to pull hey, up. You, why are you, you pulling that up? Someone mentioned chat room. If they, if they re-sign uh, Ubaldo Jimenez, we riot. I think that's a good point. If the Orioles are going to announce the signing uh, that they re-signed Ubaldo Jimenez, the first thing that they need to do is they need to talk to Baltimore City Police and what they did in Philadelphia, greasing the poles, they need to start greasing all the poles because we will riot if, if they sign. I will, be, I will lead the riots if Obama Jimenez is, is, the, is the announcement. How amazing would it be if Dan Duquette's up on stage, makes that announcement, and all of a sudden the people in the stands start taking their little folding chairs and just launching them, and all of a sudden it's a barrage of irate fans yeah. throwing folding chairs in the convention center. <laughs> Children and wives running for their lives. No, it's kind of... As a bunch of overweight six-year-old men, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is not what baseball is about! Right, it's going to be like Pence today in Jerusalem. <laughs> when everyone got all upset and threw a fight in in front of them. All right. The Orioles have the worst FanFest site possible. They have – you go to the Orioles, you click on FanFest, and they have a countdown to FanFest on the pre-show. Okay, Whoa! Pre-show, we talked about how Matt loves countdowns. I, I love countdowns. Four so days, I, 14 hours, 38 minutes, and 10 seconds at this moment till FanFest. Then they say, buy FanFest tickets, buy autograph vouchers, Autograph. Here's the autograph schedule, and you scroll through that, and they all say sold out, and then it says watch 2017 highlights, <laughs> and that's it. Uh, it's it. It, it. it. it doesn't tell you a should... single thing that's at FanFest. Okay, easy guys. This I tell you what we we finally get a little bit of respect in the industry and get invited you to FanFest. I'm getting Josh drew on the whole the episode fa- prior to FanFest bashing the Orioles. This is awesome. I'm getting drew this on the fan. We should have planned this ahead of time. I, I would like to see you guys uh, look through all of the different autograph stations 
and pick which one you would be looking forward to the most. There My were- money's on uh, Station One at 11.20 a.m. I want Alec Asher, Richard Blyer, and Mark Trumbo. <laughs> That's pretty bad when Mark Trumbo's the headliner of that group. I forgot Mark Trumbo's still an Oriole. Uh, there was or, one. Or, or if you miss him the first time around, you can come back at 3.20 when it's Larry Sheets, Chance Cisco, and Larry, Mark Trumbo again. Yeah. Larry Sheets. Wow. Larry Sheets, who, if you go to Camden Yards on a Friday night, he'll be, have a table set up outside the warehouse for you to get his autograph almost every Friday night of the season. All right, there was one table when I looked at I said, all right, I might spend 20 bucks on this, but then I forgot about it when it was time to go in and buy them, which is Station 3 at 11.20, where it's Brad Brock, who's going to be the closer this year, it looks like, Hunter Harvey, so I can get excited for an up-and-coming guy, and then Manny Machado, last time as an Oriole. And Matt, you should you should stick around at Station 3, because at 3.20, yeah. you can get your Larry Bigby jersey signed, <laughs> along with Trey Mancini <laughs> and uh, Anthony Santander. <laughs> that is, <laughs> it is interesting how they, they definitely put one person at the table and then fill it out. And yeah. sometimes well, you really got to squint to see who that one person is. Who's the one person I want out of Austin Hayes, Darren O'Day, or Joe Orsalak? I don't know. Do you want that, or do you want Tim Beckham, Stephen Critton, and Bobby Dickerson? Yeah, that. I, mean, I want the I want the third base coach at that point. If I'm in that line, <laughs> I mean, real talk. I haven't seen Larry Bigby in a while since he played for the Orioles. They could have just some guy go up there and sign Larry Bigby's name, and I probably want to know the difference. Just real talk. Yeah, it's my dad. My dad's out there. <laughs> We don't even know if it's really Larry Bigby. It could be a stand-in. There's like five different Larry Bigbys at every station. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Uh, but it's, it's FanFest. We, we desperately need some <laughs> Orioles stuff to talk about. We'll go to FanFest. We should just find some random old fat white guy with a mustache and walk him around with us saying that he's Jim Traber. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. Is he Former a- Oriole. Is, is the intern still is the intern still alive? I've got a mission for the intern. I, need I thought the, that's you intern would know you, more than we would. I'll have to look into it. I need the intern to go to FanFest early uh, before the doors open and walk down the line interviewing fans asking, why are you going to FanFest? <laughs> like, tell us what you're there to see. And especially people without kids. That would be interesting. You'd get some, you could get some interesting answers out of that, I'm sure. Uh, next over under. Yeah. Buck's going to be talking. We're going to be listening. So. Uh, the amount of times, and I got a question about this. The over under is a five for the amount of time Buck says, I like our guys. Or something like yeah. that. Well, yeah. Now, if you throw in another other line he, he likes to say is, is uh, we don't covet other players. So if you include, would that be included in we don't, we, I like our guys. We don't covet other players. Is is that does we don't covet other players count as? Uh, I guys? don't know. It depends. Are you counting any reference to uh, any reference to him being happy for his guys or liking his guys? Yeah. Uh, if we did that, I'm going to up my number from five to two hundred. Make it eight, eight, eight. All right, I will so go. The times he references how much he likes his guys, right. or how he prefers his guys over other guys. How he he likes his rotation. Yeah. I'll yeah. say the over. Over. I'll over. say the over because uh, 
it's become like his catchphrase. And when there's no other good news to report, you can always fall back on the catchphrase getting a pop. You know, it's like Bart Simpson saying, uh, I didn't, uh, he's the, I didn't do it, boy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Buck is the, I like our guys, boy. And ever and the crowd goes crazy every right. time he says it. We, we just, yeah, I just need a gif of him saying I like our guys that I can use on, on Twitter as much as I use the Nelson laugh. All right, so I think number eight on that number, maybe I was too low with the number, but we're all going over that. But I'm going to be, we'll be specific that he has to actually show either like, adore, admires, some kind of word like that along with his guys. Okay. All right. Um, what, 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 what do you guys think is going to be the most asked topic? Like as far as question goes, what topic will come up? It's got to be, it's got to be starting pitching, right? Okay. I or mean, Manny Machado. Or, if they or, let him ask, let people ask about that. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be Manny. Uh, Manny Machado is a good one. The Manny Machado, which doesn't make sense to ask, but yes, you got to remember it's radio callers who will be asking these questions. Those are the it was the biggest news. It was row. the biggest news of the off season that he was up on the trading block, right? And the fact that nothing has come of it, or there's still talk like now the Indians are making an offer. I don't know. Um, but Manny Machado is still going to be there, you know, in one of these booths signing autographs. And one of these bozos that waits in line for three hours to shake Manny Machado's hand is going to be, he's going to get bombarded with questions while he's signing their stuff saying, Manny, please don't be a Yankee. Please don't get traded. We love you, Manny. And, you know, it's just going to yeah. be the same old then garbage. Then you got the idiots who will take the Yankee jersey to have him sign. Think well, I haven't funny. heard about some other nefarious shenanigans going on. By the way, if you're a Manny Machado and someone gives you a Yankee jersey, you don't sign that. You set it right? on fire. No. Yeah, you set it on but, fire. Well, I also you got can't do that. Manny either. also <laughs> Manny also has to be on his. Yeah, it's gotta be complicated. Manny also has to be on his guard because there's been sh- some shenanigans that have been talked about as far as Manny and, the, and, the, and signing. You guys hear about this story? What? No. There's no. There, there there's talk that the Orioles might plant a a fan to get his autograph. But when he goes up there, it's not going to be a baseball. It's going to be a piece of paper. And it's really going to be a contract for a five-year extension at $50 million. And they're going to have Manny sign it like he's just signing another thing for for some schmo fan. But it's really going to be a contract for Dan Duquette. I've heard rumors that this might happen. Even if the Orioles don't plant that, that would be brilliant for just a fan (laughs) to make up a stupid word document of a phony contract right. and get him to sign. I will not sign with the New York Yankees. Yes. I Manny yeah. Thomas. You, that would be frame worthy on yeah. the wall. <laughs> I would like that. That It would also that, get a lot of retweets when he signs with the Yankees. I, but Absolutely. I don't care. I wish I paid the 20 bucks just just for that. Yeah. It's it's almost worth going That's on eBay and, and buying an autograph voucher to get that. <laughs> I think they're real strict about what they let them sign. But if you had it in your I, back pocket I don't and think just they pull are. it out at the last second. I don't think they are cuz uh Jake had them had Wilson Bediment sign a volleyball in honor of Wilson from Survivor <laughs> or uh, yeah, that whatever that enough. show is. Castaway. Castaway? Yeah. Castaway, yeah, yeah. But uh, so yeah, I don't think they're very strict or check out what they're signing. Um, why isn't you know who I'd like to I I would wait in line to get Dan Duquette and Brady Anderson and Buck Showalter's signatures together. Like, the, the, why doesn't Brady Anderson sit at one of these tables? That's. I was just about to ask that question. I don't see his name on here anywhere. I would. I would stand in line for Brady's autograph. I assume he's going to be. There. Actually, I, I wouldn't, but I'm, I can say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I assume he'll be there. They did announce Chris Davis will not be there. 
because oh, his shame. wife's having twins or something. And you know, last he, time he's last got time a he check a kid. to cash. Right, last time he had a kid, he had a really good season afterwards. Not really. He's got a, I think that's when he he's went. He's got downhill. a big fat check to cash, and the banks are only open till noon on Saturdays. Right. Yeah. I. What about Peter Angelos? Would he ever go out there and sign? I don't know if he's strong enough to sign signatures, but I'd love. I have said many times. What about John I, Angelos? I would love to see John Angelos. I'd love to see Peter Angelos. Like make an appearance, make an appearance at an Oriole game, at FanFest, at something. Because what would happen if if Peter Angelos made an appearance at FanFest? How would how would fans react to that? Um, mixed bag. It'd be mixed. It'd be mixed because you'd have you'd have some people who have no clue who Peter Angelos is. You'd have a lot of people like us who have been frustrated for years with Peter Angelos, and then you'll and but also understand that he has done some good stuff and some stuff and then you'll have a lot of people who feel burned for many 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 years who will just go straight to booing i was more thinking about i wasn't thinking about his appearance on fan fest but you did get me thinking about what happens in a couple years or many many years when they do the death reel on opening day and it says peter angelos how does the crowd (laughs) react that's the way i went that's where my mind went Uh, unfortunately it will probably depend on how well the orioles did the previous season (laughs) Yeah, we we tend to have short memories, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's all I got for Fans Fest. Do you want to get to some Buck Showalter quotes here? All right. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's get to it. You, you you have it in front of you? Oh, I got I got um, Rock his his write up Rock the right. Rock his write up about it. I don't know. You guys want to share is... some favorite quotes? He he said he hinted a couple of times. He was on one hundred five seven The Fan and Hot Stove Show. A couple of days ago. Right. And he made several of these type comments. Like, and here's a quote from Buck. I know a lot more than I'm letting on. And he said, several times he said stuff like, you know, we got stuff. We're further along than you guys think we are. You guys be surprised to know the conversation we're kind of having. Right. A lot of stuff, like there's a lot of stuff going in the background. You guys, if you only knew. If you only knew. We got some <laughs> stuff cooking. We got some stuff cooking. If you guys just knew, yeah, and that, he was he was he was referring to the bobblehead giveaways this right. year, <laughs> right? And we got some you, sweet bobbleheads this year. But but Buck Showalter's not a bullcrapper. Do do, do 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 you guys buy any of that stuff he's saying? He, he seems like a pretty straight shooter, I mean, Buck Showalter. Do you buy what he's saying? I, yeah, I hope that they, I hope they are. They've got to be working on stuff. It it makes you. Uh, I know the Orioles naturally wait late and wait things out. But it does make you also wonder, with such a quiet offseason, if there is a little collusion going on and a little agreement of, yeah, we can get things going, but don't make any moves yet. Um, I, that You saw that statement come out when uh, that's what came out with the talks about Dyson, where they, it was saying, well, Duquette's already been meeting with someone and, and having conversations. That's where Buck said, Dan's already been talking uh, about uh, with me about offers and, and physicals. We're down the road real deep with a lot of guys. That's the quote I think you're trying you're pulling out. And yeah, I, I, they better be working on stuff. The problem is, at what point are they going to ever make that move? Like, I know we're restless as fans, and I feel like it's weird how quiet this off season is. That the fact that you Darvish is still out there, now, he's not coming to the Orioles, but the fact that a big pitcher is still out there is weird. And I can't remember an offseason. This I remember waiting for the Orioles many, many times for this to come out. You got to remember, this is FanFest is on January twenty seventh. If they don't sign someone by FanFest, we're looking at February signings. That's crazy. 
Yeah. He he he's not letting on. They have more stuff going on than we know about. We we got we're talking to a few people. What he's not telling us is those few people are probably guys like Chris Tillman, Abaldo Jimenez, right. and Ryan Flaherty. Well, right. <laughs> we we know they're talking to Chris Tillman because Chris Tillman will not leave Sarasota. So I, I Chris Tillman has his own booth set up too. He he asked if he could some come sign autographs even right. though he's not really on the team. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if Chris Tillman was there. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Tillman's waiting to sign till after FanFest so that he doesn't have to come sign autographs. Right. Yeah, or maybe maybe he's he's bored and he'll sign as a free agent. He'll just sign autographs as a free agent. <laughs> right, outside outside uh, outside the convention center, set up his own booth. It, it'll be warm on Saturday, but not Sarasota warm. My another uh, uh, quote I enjoyed from from Buck Showalter in his interview was they asked him about Zach Britton and how he's come along, and you know what Buck Showalter's response was? Don't get your hopes up. No, he said he texts with Zach Britton, and then his his comment was quote. He sent me a picture of his legs. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> That's cute. That's cute. He say Buck Showalter text with Zach Britton. Zach Britton texted him a picture of his uh-huh. legs. And what did Buck send back? Well, you know, if well, you receive a pic, you got to send one back. What Buck did That's say how that in the works. interview. What Buck did say on the interview, he said, "Quote: I said, I said this is Zach Britton. I said, don't show that to anybody." All right. So, so, so is that, is that was that a reference to the surgery scars? Uh, I don't I don't know what it was in reference to the the picture of his legs. Uh huh. Don't Sorry, right. did Buck say don't let that leak out? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna um, send you guys a picture of my legs later. See what you think. <laughs> he, he, uh, but I will show it to other people. If you send me a picture of legs, I'm posting it on Twitter immediately. Um, <laughs> but he he also made a comment about uh, he talked about four year deals and, and pitchers and how you shouldn't do four year deals with with pitchers because. It takes up an opportunity for somebody else. And after two years, you're stuck watching a picture that you really don't want to watch. And I think he was just through so much shade at Ubaldo Jimenez. It was, it was amazing about four-year deals and pitchers. Right. That seems pretty obvious. Yeah. And yeah. also evidence that we're not going to sign any big-name pitchers because they're all going to want four or more-year deals. And Buck Showalter, not just Dan Duquette. Dan Duquette says that. Now Buck Showalter, fully on board. No four-year deals. Let's keep it under four. Uh, yeah, and but then all right, but then you you haven't gotten to the comment yet that that frustrated me and I think a lot of people where he said in reference to uh, Alex Cobb and Lance Lynn, did you see what those guys were worth? Who would pay that? Wasn't it yeah. some comment like that? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't pay them that or something, which is crazy to me because it shows this more like lack of like we're not gonna even though players are making all this money, we're not going to pay those numbers when it's like, sorry, you got to pay that. If you want to compete, if you want to do yeah. well. And that's where, that's where, that's where I put out on Twitter. Like imagine if a fan did that to say, do you see what the price of the Oriole tickets are? I'm not going to pay that. That's not like we, they can't tell us they're trying to compete and not pay what the going rate is for pitching. Well, the obvious follow-up question to that is, is uh, Chris Davis worth what you're paying him? Can you believe he's collecting that big of a paycheck for striking out 200 times a season? Well, that's a guy who needs to turn it around this season. Yeah, but somebody should have asked Buck that question and see what Buck said about that. Yeah, the point's the same, right? Like, if you look at the deal of Chris Davis, and would you do that deal? No. (laughs) Would anyone do that deal? No. (laughs) So, 
Yeah, I mean, and and, and Buck Showalter keeps on going back to the point of well, well, out opportunity players. Yeah, but if you give a, a hundred bad pitchers the opportunity to pitch, you're still going to find three bad pitchers out of those out of those guys. I'd rather have guys with track records than guys with no track records who just have an opportunity. Give me a guy with somewhat of a track record. I could see opportunity for a fourth and fifth guy. Fine. Have opportunities for fourth and fifth starters. Right. But when you only have two, come on. Opportunities. All right. And so what do you do? You, there's a, the Dyson talk was was in, I guess, in the conversation that we need a, a new leadoff guy. We could use some speed on the outfielder outfield. Do you think there's any actual movement being done with Dyson? Um, I, I think it's interesting, right? They look. They said they're looking into his physical, uh, which they do. Again, and that was another interesting quote that Buck said. Like he eliminated the like, guys have already been eliminated from the starting pitching uh, free agency for the Orioles because their physicals aren't good enough. And I know they're looking into, into into Jerry Dyson. Jerry Dyson makes sense on so many levels that it will never happen. Like, it's one of those deals that it makes too much sense that I don't think a deal will ever come through. I mean, he adds. He's he's a he's a lefty. He should only bat against right-handed pitchers. His his platoon splits are his numbers against lefties are atrocious. So he should only bat against righties. Um, he's he's a great defensive replacement. He's great defensively. He has above-average speed. Um, I think he last year he had something like thirty stolen bases last year. I think the whole Orioles team had like twenty-eight stolen bases last year. So he has an element of, and he's a good base runner. All the all the base running metrics say he's great. Something the Orioles really suck at is base running. So he's like a perfect fit in all these elements, and he's he's relatively cheap compared to uh, a John Jay or or some of these other outfielders people are talking about. He would be cheaper, uh, so it makes sense on all those levels. So I don't think it'll happen, but it should happen. All that, so I don't think it'll happen because it makes too much sense. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, it would sense. actually fit. Yeah, but I think it should have. It's a deal that I've been saying. I've been saying all off season. Uh, check the tape all off season that this is the deal for the outfield, a fourth outfielder that makes sense for the Orioles. Who was who was the outfielder we all thought we were getting a few years ago? Uh, there was Colby Rasmus. No, no, no. Remember we had him for like a day. Even Adam Jones tweeted something to him. Greg Balfour was oh, a reliever. No. Uh, what's his name? The guy who signed oh, Dexter Fowler. 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 Yeah, you oh, think there's another Fowler situation? Oh. Well, Dexter Fowler is a lot, a lot I better. Yeah, he's a lot more expensive, a lot better. Like we're he talking plays about every a, day. Yeah, we're talking about a thirty-three-year-old aging outfielder who's a platoon guy, who's not right. an everyday outfielder. What's he's going to hit two fifty. He's not going to light the screen. He's going to hit two dongs all year. Uh, he, he's not that guy. Okay, but the, right. So you, you're going with him for the speed, but then it brings up a whole lot of questions of how do you then fit Joey Rickert, Anthony Santander. Uh, Trey Mancini all in your outfield. Well, it's easy because all those guys you just named, well, Santander's, yeah. Santander, well, they suck, but also they're Except all righties. Santander is a switch hitter, but the rest of those guys are okay. all righties. So he's a and Kim, that's your he's, deal right now. So he's a Kim replacement. Yeah, he's only going to bat against right-handed hitters and only on you know days where it's a good matchup. It just it makes sense. That, that's what you want in a fourth outfielder, a guy who can play good defense, run the bases, and can uh, and can pl- platoon with a weak with a, another weak hitter. It just makes so much sense. All right. You said he's thirty three years old. Yeah, I think so. That, that's pretty sad. That if the Orioles were to get him and he's a fourth outfielder, defensive replacement, all that at thirty three years old, and he's still your only stolen base threat. 
Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, who was the threat last year? Manny Machado? That's it. Yeah. But still, yeah. The, the, one of the oldest guys on your team is the fastest. I don't know. Yeah, well, 33 is not that old, Bert. Okay. You yeah. can still run at 33. That's old yeah. for a baseball player. But it is. The Orioles haven't had a, a legitimate leadoff hitter since Brian Roberts. Like, remember, we went through times with Nick Markakis, Adam Jones. Uh, no, like, legit leadoff guy. Yeah. I mean, I expect Beckham to be that guy this year, right? Is that who we're, we think Beckham's going to be that leadoff guy this year? Not if Manny's playing shortstop. Ooh, yeah. And then, I, I mean, I think, you know where Tim Beckham would be great at? Uh, Norfolk? DH. 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 But we got that stupid pie-hating trumbo there. <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right uh, what else so we got? Jared Dyson, someone to keep an eye out. All right. Can I get to my snowflakes? Yep. Strawberries. All right. I'm gonna give a you guys. All right. I got three options. I'll let you guys choose because there's, you know, you can never. I can never narrow down these strawberry coconut stories. You guys there's can so choose. So many of them. I mean, uh, so here are the headlines. You guys can choose which option you want to talk about. The first one's an immig- a story of immigration where a country, an entire country, rejects a strawberry. The next story is uh, there's a coconut on Tinder, and I have evidence. I have proof that there's a coconut on Tinder. And the third one is female parking spaces. Are they a coconut or strawberry idea? Female parking spaces. Okay. I like that one. Can we go with that one? All right. Uh, I'm I thought, I thought we all, didn't we already have that? Isn't that like the baby parking and moms parking and all that? New moms or moms to be? Right. We already no, got I'm talking female about, parking. I'm talking just generic female parking. Is that just so they don't run okay. into our cars? Well, like so the spaces thing? are a little bit bigger. <laughs> now, as my source, I'm using Wikipedia.com. Okay. There's a yeah. They're totally a, legit. Um, there's a it's the, the the title of these article these uh, this entry on Wikipedia is women's parking space, and okay. there's a history here of it. And there's three countries listed as having women's spaces. The first one's Germany. Uh, they have it. The, the 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 next one is China, and I like China's because here's the thinking behind China and their uh, their their spaces. So it says, uh, women parking spaces have been established in shopping centers. These are wider and are clearly marked in different colors. This was made to ease parking for women. According to the representatives of one shopping center in the Wonder Mall in Hebei, one of three underground lots is designated for women. The spaces are between 3.2 and 3.3 meters wide, so that even when a car doors are fully open, they do not touch neighboring cars, a measure intended to reduce the numbers of collisions. The Global Times Daily Newspaper citing insurance company data states that female drivers cause twice as many collisions in parking lots than in other places. All right. Mm. This is also happening in South Korea. In 2009, the city government of Seoul painted 4,929 parking spaces pink so that women do not have to walk as far to their destination and make the city more conducive to wearing high heels. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm, 
It's for safety too. They're they're closer right. than handicaps. I'm, I'm thinking maybe you need female driver's license requirements that are different than male requirements as well. Then, if no, you're trying to shot. go off accident case studies, the high heel not things is doesn't make any sense because men can wear high heels. Now, well, that's that's in South Korea. I don't know if that's if that's kosher over there. That's not America. Now, there has been some criticisms. At the Wikipedia lists some criticism you guys would not believe, but some people have criticized this idea of female uh, sp- parking spaces just for females. At um, what point uh, do I do I classify as a female? Because we've got issues. You cannot describe something as female parking spaces when we have trouble in the U.S. already with gender uh, labeling. Here's some of the criticism. It says women took offense to the fact that their designated parking spots were made larger because they thought it implied that women were bad drivers. Right. Men also took offense to this because women got special treatment while men did not. The men did not understand why the larger parking spaces were made for, for, were made for inexperienced female drivers, but none for inexperienced male drivers considering women and men both have to take the same exam to receive a driver's license back to Josh's point. This felt, uh, th- this felt like it went against gender equality. Yeah, it does. And, I mean, we already have trouble having two separate bathrooms. Now you want to do parking spaces? We're going to have to have so many different parking spaces. And then who, who, gets, who gets the closer parking space? It, that makes no sense. Separate parking spaces for, for females. Is this a strawberry or coconut idea, or is this just uh, I don't think it's dumb? It's, <laughs> yeah, there's words to describe it that we're not allowed to use anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um. It doesn't make any sense. Hmm. No, I don't think right. it's a strawberry move. All right. I'll be agrees need... with me. All right. I think I would be interested to see. What about if we had spaces for strawberries? Because strawberries. <laughs> strawberries don't drive because then they can't talk That's on their phones. That's what they call a safe space. They're all... Safe space. They, they have strawberry parking. It's called Lyft and Uber pickups. All right. Can, can I real quick get to my other two, two stores? Yeah, because that wasn't any up. good. <laughs> <laughs> At least one coconut uses Twinder. Uh, Twinder? Tinder, it's called. Twinder. Twinder, that's, that, that's, that's Tinder where you for pick twins. up twins. Yeah. Or twin fans. Uh, this is a story about uh, this guy. What was his uh, I'm looking for his name. Hayden, who uh, it's, he, he liked the girl on, on the old Instagram. I'm not Instagram, on the, Twitter. The Tinder? On, on, tw- on Tinder. What did I say? On Tinder. But then when he went to go, uh, I don't know, you guys swipe right or swipe left. Which one do you do if you like her? You swipe right. I think it's right. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, he messed up and he did it wrong. And he accidentally, he accidentally swept left uh, when he meant to, to sweep right. Okay. And her name was Claudia, but that's all the information she had. So he stalked her Oh, I did hear about this. Yeah. Yeah. So he sent a mass email out to every Claudia at Missouri State University because <laughs> he knew she went there. Every Claudia. And saying this long email saying, hey, I'm sorry I made a mistake on Tinder. I accidentally swiped left when I meant to swipe right. Uh, this is you. Uh, please uh, respond to this saying you'll, you, you, you swipe right too. Or respond saying you swipe left. Either way, it's cool. But I just wanted to know you know that I made a mistake and I accidentally swept right. Swept left when I meant to swipe, swipe right. See, I think and that's I, a coconut move. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah, that's what, that's a coconut a... on Tinder. Isn't that a coconut move? Yeah, that's yeah, a good totally. move. Yeah, because he he, move. he stepped out from behind the the hiding on tw- on Tinder, and and went and did something like an almost man would do. It's not <laughs> quite like it's it's email and it's like still hiding behind your computer, but it's almost there. 
What a coconut would go like look up every address of of, of a Claudia and go door to door. I don't know. Yeah, or go go on campus and start yelling for Claudia. Plus, yeah. how common but, is the name Claudia? I mean, even at a gigantic university like Michigan State, uh, there's there can't be that many Claudias there, right? I don't know. I'm googling how many Claudias are in the world. The only Claudia I can think of is from Party of Five. But that show hasn't been on in years. <laughs> I can't think of anything. I a single Claudia. I can't. Yeah, I don't know any Claudias. Cla- but, there's uh, Klaus and Claudia from the uh, Chipmunk Adventure cartoon from when I was a kid. But still, that was a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> there have been... All right. There have been 124,197 girls in the United States named Claudia since 1880. So that's not a very common name. No. I mean, we're talking like 150 years, 130 years, 40 years, something like that. That's not bad. Did you hear that? This is completely unrelated, but did you hear what the most popular jump for a boy's name, according to the Social Security Administration from 2016 to 2017 was? The most popular what? Donald. Boy's name. The biggest jump in popularity from one year to the next in uh, the past two years. Finn. Close. You're close. It's Star Wars related. It's Kylo. <laughs> Nerds. Look it up. It's true. No, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I bet I bet Albie wished he had that name. Do you like the name Kylo? I bet Bert wished he named Albie Kylo. Kylo. Yeah, but right, by the way, my namesake or Kylo. <laughs> yeah. If you're on Facebook, you get a nice view of Albie's son. I mean, Albert, I mean, Bert's son, Alvy. Like you can, on call Facebook, me Albert. <laughs> on, on Facebook, there's a lot of high Alpies on there on Facebook in the chat room. Yeah, so. he's supposed to be in bed, but he just came in my office and opened the door. And I don't think his mother's home. It's her birthday, so she's out gallivanting around somewhere. And the, But the show must go on, Bert. Absolutely. He's being quiet. He's being good. Yeah. I think I might bring him to FanFest if he's going to be this good. Alvy, right? where's your mommy? Where's mommy? Mommy's. I'm sitting and doing her homework. Oh, she's doing her homework right now? It's the best way to spend her birthday. (laughs) So she's home. All right. Uh, Anyway, you should know where your your people are, Albert. I mean, Bert. Um, Yeah, I should. I've been down here for like two hours now. Let's wrap it up. My my last (laughs) note. We got time. My last strawberry story. Here's the headline. I'll make it quick. Vegan denied Swiss citizenship for her loud views on animal rights. So this girl is against... (laughs) You can't, you can't be a citizen where Swiss cheese comes from if you don't like animals. Yeah, it says she's spoken out in the media against cowbells, church bells, hunting, and hunting. And she, she's been in it for like 20 years. She's been, or for 30 years, she's been, she's been in Switzerland. But because of her views of being vegan and anti-animals, they won't let her be a citizen. She's a strawberry. The, yes. Swiss, the Swiss government, they're a bunch of coconuts. Right. But I'm somewhat to get with her on with the with the church bells. You're anti church bells. <laughs> Once in a while, you see the story about the guy who played Amazing Grace on his church bells, like overly loud, twenty five times in one day. Because he got I new wish, church bells. I wish I lived <laughs> in a place where I crazy. could hear the the rhyming of tr- the 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 clanging of church bells. I wish I lived in a place where I could hear that. I feel like my <laughs> life is worse because I can't hear the ringing of church bells. You know what my problem with church bells is? That none of them are real church bells anymore. There's just speakers up in a loft. All right, boys and girls. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Section 336. 
Next week will be a jam-packed show as we will kind of dissect what went on at FanFest. I can't wait for that FanFest recap! <laughs> and I'm telling you guys, I a big announcement's going to be made. A big announcement is going to be made at FanFest, and we're going to talk about it here. Wait for it. Today was FanFest preview. Next week is FanFest <laughs> recap. The week after that will be... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Manny Machado potential trade talk. Have we done that yeah. one before? I think we've covered that a few times. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, make sure you check out the show on uh, Instagram and Twitter, all those things. Make sure you write us a review. We need our first review of 2018, I think. I don't think we've had a review in 2018. So so be that Let's guy. Be that guy. Yeah. Or, or that lady. Or that lady. Sure. Or that That's coconut. Good. Yeah, we allow strawberries. If you're a vegan, you're welcome to leave us to, to, to leave us a review. Sure, we like vegan. Five star right. review. <laughs> Five star. Um, all right, I think that's it. Uh, that, that's all we. That's all we got. You can follow me on Twitter at section three three six. You can follow Bert on Twitter at Bert Rody. And you can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.